You are listening to Better Golf Academy with me, Hanju Lee. This is episode 9. Well, hello everyone. Okay, here's the thing. We all want to get better at golf. But for whatever the reason, our game just doesn't improve. Sound familiar? Okay, well, I'm here to share the best secrets of improving your score. This podcast is not about giving you swing techniques or swing tips, but it's about giving you specific strategies, a tangible plan, and fun ways to improve your score. So welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. You ready? All right, here we go. Well, 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 here we are again. Welcome back to Better Golf Academy Podcast. I am your host, Hanju Lee. And thank you, thank you, and thank you for your continuous support and love. How are you guys doing today? Hey, I just got a ranking status on my podcast, and it's ranked 62nd in the golf genre in the United States. As of today, whoa, that's good, right? So one thing they don't tell me on the stats is that how many podcasts there are in that genre. So I'm hoping more than 62. <laughs> hey, I'm having an awesome week. Um, and back in episode number two, I mentioned briefly about how I was doing this 30-day planking challenge and I was going to develop this awesome six-pack. <laughs> well, well, today... I've completed the 60 straight days and I will start my third 30-day challenge tomorrow. So do I have a six-pack yet, you ask? No, <laughs> not yet. Not very defined, uh, but you can start to see that there's something underneath in that surface somewhere. But uh, I want to start off you with this quote, okay? Success is the product of daily habits, not once-in-a-lifetime transformation. Well, what does that mean? I guess what really resonated with me about that quote is that all of us get highly motivated by what the end result looks like. And as we dream big, we, we see that end result, like that chiseled six-pack, right? But the problem is that we don't get there overnight. So we slowly start losing interest and slowly start losing our motivation. You know what I mean? So that quote to me means that don't expect success to happen suddenly or overnight by doing one big thing one time. But do one small thing every day for a long time and see what happens, right? So even though I have big goals I have to know that in order to have some success, I have to create small daily habits that over time will transform me slowly but surely. So I, I read this other quote that I really love that flows down the same idea in the path of what we're talking about. And it's quoted by this guy named Jacob Rees, uh, who's like a social reformer, photographer, author back in the late 1800s. Uh, interesting guy if you want to read about him. He quotes, I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock. 
perhaps a hundred times without as much as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it was split in two. And I know that it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. Hmm. Side note, this quote hangs in the locker room of the San Antonio Spurs. Did you know that? They're the five-time NBA champions who holds the best winning percentage of any franchise over the previous three decades. I think it's the great value and truth to live by. Yeah? Okay. Um, but before we begin, as promised, I want to give a shout out to one of my listeners who left me a review. Her name is Joy, and she writes, Perfect Nuggets, five stars. The quick lesson in each episode are so relatable to beginners and average golfers who wish to improve. I really love the approach and simplistic nature of tips on this complex game. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you so much, Joy, for taking the time to write me a review. And yes, quick, simple, relatable lessons for this complex game. You nailed it. I will keep creating more awesome content for you, Joy. So we're going to talk about motivation today. We, we all want to win, right? Uh, we all want to win in golf. We all want to get better at golf. We all have great intentions and a burst of inspiration time to time to get us dreaming and going after it, right? Especially after this weekend. Did you guys see that? Tiger Woods winning his 82nd PGA Tour, tying Sam Snead's ultimate record. Yeah, this after after most people, including himself, almost gave up hope of winning ever again, right? Love him or hate him, it's still a crazy story of incredible talent and will. But is this you? After a certain point or when it gets too hard or when we start losing steam, drive, or motivation, we slowly fade out and we even quit. And I think especially because of this this game of golf it just takes too long and much much effort is required and too many hours needs to be dedicated to see improvement and i think it's so easy to give up so what creates this motivation and what keeps us motivated to keep going and keep doing what we need to do to get to where we need to go they analyze this interesting data about human behavior by charting two years of S&P 500. And on top of that same chart, on the same timeline, they charted how many people logged into their account just to check their balance. And here's an interesting find. So when the market is really high, people logged in all the time because positive information is good. It makes you feel good. At the same time, when the market was low, people avoided logging in. People are motivated by positive. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I I wish my dad knew this when I was growing up because he thought to offer negative feedback on my grades, my lack of motivation, the some of the questionable choices I made in teen years would uh, motivate me to shape up and focus yeah no <laughs> hey um 
Dr. Tally Sherat, a neuroscientist with her research focusing on how motivation influences our decisions. Um, she talks about these three fundamental principles that help motivate us. And these are really, really cool and interesting. So number one, she talks about progress monitoring. The brain does a really good job processing positive effects that we just talked about. And as you progress, it helps you to stay focused and going after your goals. As you know, I always talk about my engineering days, right? The famous quote, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Well, there's definitely some truth to that. So second thing that she talks about on the, one of the principles um, of motivation is social incentive. Because she says we are social people. We really care what other people are doing. We want to do the same and we want to do it better. So example, in Britain, they uh, sent out a campaign during tax season. Um, they added a little line um, on on their marketing brochures that said nine out of 10 people pay their taxes in time. Well, that enhanced this compliance in this group that they sent it out to by 15%, bringing in additional 5.6 billion pounds that year. So highlighting what other people are doing is a very, very strong incentive. And I, I truly believe this. One of the most effective result-driven workout concepts out there still is CrossFit. Uh, why? Because of their philosophy of this social incentive is brilliant, creating a small community of people to encourage each other, compete with one another, and keep each other accountable. Social incentive. Okay. The third thing that she talks about is called immediate rewards. Yeah, true that. We are impatient. Some of us have ADD, me, and we need immediate feedback, immediate incentive, and lots of immediate rewards in whatever form that we can get it in. So, okay, I think I know what you're thinking. So you're thinking, hey, enough about this neuroscience stuff. I thought this was a golf podcast. Tell me how I need to improve my game. Okay, well, check this out. We are going to take these three main principles that she's talking about. And we're going to implement them into our golf game to keep us motivated, moving forward, working hard, and eventually reaching our destination. You ready? Ready? Okay. So here's your roadmap on staying motivated to improve your game. As usual, there are three main points. And point number one is this. Set goals. Why? Well, there's this goal-setting theory developed by Edwin Locke back in 1968 that basically says setting specific goals leads to higher performance. So, so what is your goal? When I ask that, I usually get a response like, yeah, good question. My goal is to someday shoot in the high 70s. Or my goal is to get out of the 90s and I want to shoot in the 80s. Well, according to the goal setting theory that I just read to you, what's wrong with this goal? It's not specific. There are too many ways and too many areas to focus on for that to happen. So it's easy to lose interest or too easy to lose track if you're just focused on score goal. 
So can I suggest something? Have a specific goal. Now, what does that look like? Well, for golf, it's super easy since the game is so data-driven and everything you ever want to know is already out there. So let's start with the basic stats, okay? How about number of putts per round? The golfers in the United States with the handicap between scratch golfer like zero and 25 plus has an average of about 35 putts per round. So this is all also broken down by handicap. So for instance, if your handicap is between 11 and 15, the average putts per round um, are 34.8. So if you are a scratch golfer, you should be around 31.5 putts per round. These are very specific goals to have and will help you focus your practices on the putting green to help you motivate you to reach it. The green hit in regulation per round for 11 to 15 handicappers, you average around 28%. And if you want to set a goal to the next handicap bracket of 6 to 10, the average is 37% per round. So do you see that? Um, 28%, your goal, set your goal to go higher up to 37% uh, hitting your greens in regulation. So fairways hit per round for 11 to 15 handicappers is 48%. If you want to set a goal to the next handicap bracket, 6 to 10, the average is 51% per round. See, as you are improving in these specific categories, guess what your overall score is going to do? It's going to improve as well. So I created a report of overall golfer's performance by handicap for you to see where you are at compared to the US average and what your goal should be set at. Okay, so would that be really helpful? So it's a report, I got it from another website, I referenced it all in there. Um, but go to this, go to my website to download this, it's bettergolfacademy.com forward slash nine. I think this will be a great reference to help you set these specific goals. Okay, so here's point number two. Don't be a loner. <laughs> Did you know that you can't post your score if you played all by yourself? It is not considered an official round. With no other people around, you violate the peer review clause and it's considered unacceptable by USGA. Isn't that interesting? Also remember what I said before, we are social people with social needs and social incentives are huge in motivating and helping us improve our game, right? So competition plays a huge part. Not just wanting to make a fool of yourself in front of others makes a huge part. And how about just wanting to show off and take all their money? That also plays a super huge part. And on the side note, that's my best motivator. Make an effort to play regularly with a group. You don't have friends? No worries. Uh, join a club or something. There, there are so many out there. Saturday club tournament, it's a blast and will definitely help you and motivate you to level up. Okay, point number three. Make tiny habits. Okay, I think here is the game changer. Okay, BJ Fogg, look him up, uh, F-O-G-G. BJ Fogg, he has great resources out there on this specific subject. 
And he says this, when you know how to create tiny habits, you can change your behavior in your life forever. Uh, this is same as that stonecutter story at the beginning of the podcast. But beyond that, the concept here is not only about the stonecutter chiseling at a rock, but a stonecutter celebrating after each blow. For me, this is about like small three minutes a day for 30-day planking challenge, remember? That has gotten me from barely like minute and a half when I first started it with my entire body like shaking like mad to 60 straight days of doing it. And now um, I last did it for seven and a half minutes. And I'm feeling stronger in my core and slightly seeing definition in the area. You know, it's, it's all about starting small and doing it every day. The tiny habits, improving little by little, celebrating the progress each day. And um, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, I created this planking group on Facebook when I started it. And there are now over like 150 friends in this group doing it with me. So total accountability and everything I talked about on the social side, right? Isn't that awesome? Okay, so let me summarize. At a, at a local hospital... They made this heavy emphasis on all staff to sanitize their hands before entering a patient's room and sanitizing their hands when they are leaving. Uh, in fact, they created the system to check and track each staff's compliance. And guess what happened? <laughs> Only 10% complied. One out of 10. So they introduced an intervention. They created this electronic board it showed the rate of the current shift, the rate of the weekly shift, and where you fit in it all. And guess what happened? The compliance went from 10% to 90%. Awesome, right? But I was still like, wait, they're still 10% not sanitizing their hands? <laughs> and they're in the medical field? Funny. Okay, but look what happened in that research. All three principles that we were talking about were met. Progress monitoring. That was the electronic board that kept track of every and each shift, right? There's social incentive. There was accountability and providing a way for people to know and care about each other, right? And there were immediate rewards, a way for people to celebrate and compete against other shifts on a daily basis. I think that whole thing is just so fascinating, that whole example and research. So in summary, I think we can all agree that improving our golf game is a long and ambitious goal. We need more inspiration than, hey, you suck, you need to go practice and get better. Uh, we need to intentionally put steps in place to guide us day to day and keep us motivated to get there. And I think this is a great science that is backed up by research. So here are the three action steps for you again. Okay, number one. Set specific goals. Remember to go to bettergolfacademy.com forward slash number nine to download the performance report to help you set your specific goals. That is really, really important. That's your step number one. Okay. Number two, don't be a loner. Play together. Bet. Create competitive situation to push you. Care about each other's performances and improvements. This will create an incentive to work harder and improve. And number three, turn your goals into tiny habits. 
reward yourself often and see your simple progress and celebrate, right? No, I am. I'm still so inspired by the the quote in the beginning of the podcast. So I'm going to read it again. I go and look at the stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much as crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it was split in two, and I know it was not that last blow that did it, but all that has gone before. Yeah, let's keep hammering away. Hundred, thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand balls hit, putts hit, chips hit, every club in your bag hit. Pursuing excellence, setting goals, achieving them, and celebrating the small victories. I am here celebrating with you and hoping for a huge breakthrough in your game. The rock splitting in two moments. Yeah, in your golf journey, I am down for that. So in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to Better Golf Academy. Let's like seriously get better together. Yeah, yeah, cool. Love you guys. Bye for now. Bye.